Thank you for tuning in to Shop Small ILM, where we showcase locally owned businesses from the Cape Fear area. And hopefully in the process, we get a lot of information that you can use to better your small businesses by talking to successful locally owned businesses about their challenges and struggles and their successes. So if you like what you hear, make sure you go over and hit the subscribe button so you automatically get this podcast every time it drops. So today on Shop Small ILM, we're here with a local entrepreneur and founder of Block Eats uh, and their new location here in the McKeithen building at Cape Fear Community College. Uh, Tracy and Gerard, thank you for being on. Thank you for having, having us. Having us on. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so tell us a little bit about Block Eats because it's, it's not just a restaurant here in, in Cape Fear Community College. Yeah, it's, it's really driven by our larger entrepreneurial vision, which is to help local entrepreneurs from ideation to commercialization, uh, food entrepreneurs especially. We want to help them with quality training. We want to provide production spaces for them, like what we have here at Block East, which is a food incubator. And then we also want to give them an opportunity to develop their brand. Yeah. This is essentially like a pop-up restaurant type environment. So okay. they have live customers every day. They get direct feedback from customers every day. Yeah. And so it really gives them an opportunity to modify their brand, modify their recipes, determine which concepts are going to be successful for them as they take on the next steps in their journey. Okay. So, and, and I mean, from looking at it, we're on site. Um, so I know we don't record this on site a lot, but if you can hear the background noise, there's a lot of people in and out. So that's awesome. But you guys have a full commercial kitchen here. So um, I guess that helps with them kind of yeah. having to not have all that upfront startup costs. Yeah. Yeah. That's the big thing. If you want to talk a little yeah. bit about that, it's the, 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 low cost yeah oh. because one of the biggest barriers to getting started is that upfit that capital for um yeah um upfit in the kitchen and so this gives the um entrepreneurs an opportunity to be able to hone their skills and their craft while someone else is worrying about the upfit the equipment and the space and yeah. so now they can just get really good at what they do so that they can eventually have their own space but right now um they're sharing the cost of that, um, so it's not that burden is not on them. Yeah, that's awesome. So, um, and you guys said before we started recording that you work with like local food trucks and yeah. well, so kind of what does that look like? They, yeah, yeah, we really want to look at partnering. We want to build a, a food ecosystem for entrepreneurs. Okay, that, to give them support that they need. Uh, you know, Block Eats. This is really almost a real estate solution because okay. the biggest challenges they're facing now, food entrepreneurs, is the cost of equipment. Rising yeah. cost of food, rising cost to get a location. Yeah. So this is a lot of what Genesis Block and our models are about, is how do we come up with an innovative model to share costs? Okay. You know? And so for us, food entrepreneurs, food truck owners, yeah. catering companies, people that have dreams and ambitions of one day strength, you know, having a new food venture, whether it be a brick and mortar mm-hmm. or a virtual business, you know, with ghost kitchens. Yeah. So we really want to use this kind of like as a framework to organize the food entrepreneurs here locally. Okay. Producers. And I think one of the things that was really important that we found out, we went to a shared use kitchen conference in Asheboro and 
met a lot of the regulatory agencies um, in the um, food industry and the biggest reason why they're citing and reciting is because people don't have space and equipment. They're trying to cook out of their home because they can't afford to get the space and equipment but yeah. this is how they make money and yeah. so they're trying to do it and not get caught. So they like solutions like this because now they have somewhere that they can refer those type of individuals to and say they have a shared use kitchen, they have um, the space and the equipment and that piece is important because there's a lot of, so when we were talking about who we want to get to know is those individuals too. You're cooking out of your um, your home, you're catering, and you're doing all those things, and now you need to make it a little bit more legitimate. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, food trucks used to be kind of the intro to that, yeah. but I guess as they become more mainstream, they've had to become more regulated for for the public health and all that. Mm-hmm. And it's an expensive outfit too. It's still about a twenty thousand dollar investment, twenty five thousand dollar investment. Uh, just to get that, you know, brick and mortar is about a quarter of a million dollar investment. So wow. it's a very cost intensive business to be in. But the majority of entrepreneurs in the United States, over 18% of them are in the food industry somehow. Okay. So it's really the largest swath of entrepreneurs that are out there. And there's really the least amount of infrastructure to help mm-hmm. support them to get to the next level. Okay. So that's what Block East is really addressing is how do we build the infrastructure to support local food entrepreneurs in that ecosystem so they can share the cost so maybe maybe food isn't for them but you know if you're going to go out and you're going to put everything on the line to open a brick and mortar food is going to have to be for you because your investment has been so intensive that it has to work yeah what what this is given is a a more a more quicker response model so when they come into block east is for a semester so essentially they have four to six months okay to see if a brick and mortar is for them because it's a true brick and mortar environment. Mm-hmm. You guys are here now. Uh, our seating capacity is about 125. Yeah. Uh, we have a professional licensed kitchen in the back. Um, we have POS systems. We have drinks. So essentially, this is like a restaurant, and they and they obviously they have to perform front of service uh, tactics as well. So they come in as the food service provider. Okay. We essentially just provide the space for them to walk into. Mm-hmm. Okay. How long have you guys been open at this location? September 19th. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's today. Yeah. Nine. <laughs> this is day nine. Day nine. <laughs> well, uh, I, I think it's a testament to all the work you guys have put in. Cause like I said, I mean, it's been a steady stream of people yeah, in here yeah. and I ate breakfast. It was fantastic. So. Uh, <laughs> yesterday was our, um, you know, it took us about 16 to 18 months yeah. to get yeah. to September 19th. Yeah. Uh, it was a lot, our partnership with Cape Fear Community College and Jerry Coleman, and the, who at the very beginning kind of said this might be an opportunity. And we'd already had, uh, at Genesis Block, Tracy and I had already conceptualized how can we provide more spaces for brand development. But yeah, so it all came together in a food hall incubator concept. And then okay. space came available, but then going through the regulatory environments. This is one of the first. I think mm-hmm. Jim Morton said in the southeastern part of the state. Mm-hmm. So okay. there were a lot of regulatory hurdles. And, you know, the, the New Hanover County Health Department, they were great because they said, yeah. or, you can do this legally, but this is the way you have to do it. Yeah. So we had to make some modification change plans. But we're here. We learned a lot now as far as yeah. how we can do more of these. I guess that's uh, another aspect of it for food entrepreneurs is they're not going to be used to dealing with the health department, but this is going to get them some exposure for yeah. those inspections and, and having to you yeah. know, navigate that. So when they do go into their own brick and mortar, um, I think it's a 
fantastic idea. You know, I've always wanted a restaurant to myself, <laughs> and Brooke will never let me do it. So, well, this, so I might have to have a semester at some point. <laughs> so we're going to get you in Jump Start, then Wits Begin. Yeah. Hey, man, I can feel the side of my face on fire. Uh, yeah. She's over there. <laughs> look at that. Hey, look, glaring you down. Glaring you down. Yeah. So no, but I, I think that's awesome. You know, it's the one reason I've never pursued is because it's you know you lose a shirt off your back fast if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. So it's awesome that you guys are giving people an opportunity to to kind of ease into that and not lose everything that they've ever worked for. Yeah. You know, right now the restaurant industry, the average gross profit is between ten and twelve percent oh, in wow. the United States. So it's very, very, very low margin. So we figure if we can give an option where they're getting 20, 25% of their gross of everything they're putting in, yeah. this is a more viable model than taking on the traditional standalone restaurant environment. Yeah. And so many of the, we do a lot of research on why our restaurant failure rates high, because a lot of what our models are is how do we create businesses that have higher success rates to help yeah. contribute to community prosperity. And the big three is rising costs, scarcity of labor, mm -hmm. and food costs due to inflation. Yeah. So everything is really centered around cost, cost, and labor. So yeah. this model helps support all of those things. Awesome. All right. So now, um, if somebody wanted to, to participate in the program, kind of what are the steps for that? Yeah, well, the first step is you can contact Arian. Hansley, she's our kitchen manager, the person in charge and our coordinator of our entrepreneur services. Okay. Her email is Arian A A R I E N E at genesisblockilm.com. You can also contact us at info at genesisblockilm.com. We have a short business development questionnaire and then we have we also have a block keys kind of vendor form just so that we get a background on what your plans are. Because uh, a lot of what we do at Genesis Block just as a, as a brand is we want to help you from ideation to commercialization. Mm -hmm. So we want to identify where you are in your journey and what's going to be your three-year success target. Yeah. Like we want to identify where do you want to be three years from now. And then based on that, we determine if they would be a viable candidate for Block Eats. Because Block Eats is really, all right, I'm at, I've, I've tested my product, I've been in the market, I've had some food service, I'm, I'm ready to take that next step, but that next step is usually very expensive and it usually requires a lot of other resources, whether it be networking, whether it be development of the brand, marketing, and so we help support with all of those as well. Okay. And then we determine would they be a fit for the front of service operations because our hours here are Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. So we're looking for reliable partners mm -hmm. that are dedicated to delivering quality food experiences as well because that's our mission at Block Eases partner with local entrepreneurs to deliver quality food experiences okay so they fit those uh, they fit they pass that litmus test then we're ready to see what what's next awesome okay and i think you want to say too so if you're a food entrepreneur out there right now and you've said you know what i've been cooking at home all this whole time i'm just not ready for that we do have gerard kind of scarcely mention it we have um, our Jumpstart Academy, which helps you validate your business idea, and that will get you started on the journey of getting all the steps in place. And then we have our Wits Begin Incubator. 
And when, with that, you will, you know, make sure you have all your certifications, all your licenses and things that you need to have to run your business. So there are things that steps in place. So still reach out. If you, you know, you may not be ready to come into an actual location yet, but you may be a um, good candidate to get started in our Jumpstart Academy so we can get you ready to be in a location like this. Yeah, because you guys don't just work with food entrepreneurs That's in right, your Jumpstart yeah. Academy. Yeah. Right. We, yeah. we, we work with entrepreneurs. Really, the Jumpstart Academy is about idea validation. Yeah. So that, you know, we will take entrepreneurs and help them tighten that thing up. We work really closely with Carolina, or Carolina Small Business, with Cape Fear Small Business Center. Yeah. And a lot of that interplay is helping businesses that are at ideation stage get some bones and structure under under the idea to turn it into a concept that can go okay. to, that can be commercialized. Yeah. All right. Now you said that you were seven to seven Monday through Friday here at this location at the McKeithen Center. Um, now you guys are open to the public, right? Absolutely. Okay. So yes, the students. We want all the students to come, of course. But we're also open to the public. So um, the industrial park and Castle Hain and That's right. you can even be from across town. Yeah. Yeah. Come on in. Yeah. yeah. And anybody in it was it two eight four two nine zip code Castle yeah. Hain, this area is this area is technically a food desert just because of the lack of food options. So we're very excited about the opportunity to provide an open forum, just open for the entire public. So our office isn't far from here, and yes. food solid. food desert is is a good description for the area. So yeah, we yeah. have a solid choice now. Um, now, and is the menu here obviously is going to rotate um, quite often, or or at least with the semesters um, while they test out product and stuff. Yeah. So. Um, if you've if you've tried it, make sure to come back uh, yeah. because it, you're going to have something different, That's some right. different opportunities. Yeah. Um, um, Mondays and Fridays we have the first bike food truck. Uh, Again, okay. a lot of buzz because of their very they have a delicious breakfast assortment, and they're going to be trying a new concept here with their brews, with their coffees. Okay. So we invite everybody to come out and, and take a look at the that. Coffee's great. Um, and on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, we have Katoro 311 Taco Shop, which is Paella Fusion Food Truck. And this is their brick and mortar concept, which is uh, taking Latin food, really elevating it, making it fast, fresh, affordable, most importantly, quick. Okay. And, uh, they all, all both go from getting really good feedback from the community. So we invite everybody to come out and uh, have a taste. All right, so Mondays and Fridays, uh, first bite. Mondays and Fridays, the first bite food truck. And on Tuesday, Tuesday. Wednesday, Thursdays, Katoro uh, 311 Taco Shop. Okay, I'm going to have to stop first by bite, for some tacos. I have probably, the chicken and waffles is amazing. Oh. And that's my favorite. And then for um, Katoro 311, their empanadas are The empanadas. Ooh. Yeah. I've, uh, I've and the first so bite sauce burritos delicious too. I just I've just had that this morning. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Chicken and waffles. That's my yeah. that's, <laughs> whew, that's my jam. I know it. And it's got a little salt it's got a little cream what is it? A little sausage with it. It's know. so good. Go yeah. <laughs> so um I don't think there I always like to ask um what advice that you would give to local entrepreneurs and I know this is right in y'all's wheelhouse. You you do it all day, every day. So um Lay something on us. So I always start with stay focused on the customer. Um, yeah. You should be solving a customer's problem or need um, and being a solution to them and not get so caught up in what you want to deliver. Stay focused on what your cust- your customer wants you to deliver. That's solid. You know, I think setting three success targets every quarter. Okay. Just clarifying what it is you're trying to do and, and tie those success targets to your your business, whatever you're trying to achieve. And then at the end of that quarter, 
if you haven't achieved it, ask yourself why. And just follow that process. Yeah. Just go three and three. And until you start achieving those three, eventually the five whys are going to catch up to you. You're going to dig deep enough. Because I think discipline and structure is so important mm -hmm. to successful business ventures. Yeah. A lot of business ventures, just the same thing I was saying in restaurants, 80% of them close within the first five years. Wow. So there are a lot of ventures that start, but only about one in five are successful. And typically, mm -hmm. the more organized, the more structured, the more focused on results and what they're trying to achieve those entrepreneurs and founders usually have the highest success yeah. rates yeah you can't hit a goal if you don't have one yeah if you don't have one yeah solid advice one uh tracy gerard i appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to, to sit yeah. down I feel like with a superstar us. now on shop ilm though <laughs> bro you've been a superstar for a long time so we do appreciate you coming on and uh everybody needs to especially if you're over in the area of cape fear community college stop in check out block eats um and make sure to come back often uh because you'll always have a different selection thanks so much thank you yeah guys. Thank, thank you so much Thanks for joining us on Shop Small ILM, powered by Salt Air Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe so you get updated when new episodes are released.